You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, a big shout-out to anybody listening on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. If you're watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube live stream, you see that we are in the Halloween spirit here at Studio 34. It is a big-time Monday as Week 8 of the NFL season comes to a close. We got a kickoff in about an hour and a half down there in Arrowhead as the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos get it going in an AFC West matchup that is a rivalry that will really go a long way to determine who the true contenders are out West. Here's what we're going to get going today, okay? First of all, we're going to give you my takeaways, my trends from week eight. We're going to talk about the biggest things that I saw yesterday in the National Football League. We'll tell you the stuff that I got right, and there were a couple of things in Week 8 that you really needed to listen to your boy, the spitting statistician on, because I hooked you up. There are also some things that I got to admit. I got it wrong. Some people put it straight in my eye, like Deshaun Watson, for example. We're going to talk about him. Boy, are we going to talk about him because, listen, this guy may in fact be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL before you know it, okay? It's very surprising to hear what Richard Sherman had to say after that matchup in the Pacific Northwest. As you know, Richard Sherman is not quick to praise others. Uh, Stay tuned to hear what he had to say about Deshaun Watson. Also, did you guys see World Series Game 5 last night? This series has been absolutely epic. I talked about it as the three true outcomes. The other thing is, has the pendulum swung a little too far? on going to the bullpen and looking at the analytics. Let me tell you something. You had Clayton Kershaw on the mound with a big-time lead. Why go to your bullpen? You had in Game 2 Rich Hill going four innings and throwing the ball real well. Why go to the bullpen? Kenley Jansen has been giving it up for the Dodgers, and these Astros and their number one offense in baseball continue to impress as young kids. Sports Illustrated and your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician had these Astros in the World Series in 2017 and boy are they delivering also you're gonna get my preview for monday night football remember there's a little trick that i always like to tell you about going into monday night football i'm gonna tell you who to use it on in tonight's game and as always we've got a poll question up we got two on mondays who was your diamond in the rough for week eight who was it the person that was owned in less than 50 percent of leagues that helped you get a win and if we do diamonds in the rough you know we got the fantasy fugazis as well. Who do you need to forget about after week eight? I'll let you know with hashtag dropping sats over beats. It's a fantasy freestyle with your boy, the spitting statistician, right here on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network. When we come back, injury reports and my trends from week eight. You know what it is, fantasy freestyle. Let's go. 
Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez holding you down on a Monday as we conclude week eight. I know some of you guys may and, and gals, I know some of you guys and gals may still have your matchup up for debate. Remember, starting tomorrow, we're going to do that hashtag Game of Inches. I got hit up on Twitter with a couple of early nominees. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Let me give you some news and notes from around the NFL. Zeke Elliott case is supposed to go down today, finally being heard by Judge Catherine Falia. This is in the Southern District of New York, just so that it... Just so that you guys understand a little bit of the legalese, right? He's got a six-game suspension on, on the table, right? What he is filing for here is an, a temporary injunction on that six-game suspension. And if he gets the injunction, then he can play, you know, uh, until that case is finally heard. I believe that's what's going to happen. I believe the ultimate decision will happen in the offseason. And Ezekiel Elliott will, in fact, miss games, but it will be at the start of next season. So when you guys are asking me, listen, Darren McFadden, Alfred Morris, you know, Rod Smith even, um, I think Zeke is going to play, and boy, did he look like a bell cow and a workhorse yesterday in our nation's capital in the rain, 150 yards, career high in attempts, and he got into the end zone as well, really helping people win that cash. Also, in that same game, Jordan Reed continues to be made of glass. I call him like the comic book guy, Mr. Glass, right? Because you can't trust him. He tweaked a hammy early in that game, and they were already thinking that they do not expect him to play in week nine for the Washington football team, but that was not the biggest injury to a tight end yesterday. Chicago Bears tight end Zach Miller dislocated his knee, but he did other damage in there. They're talking about artery damage. They are having surgery. He had surgery overnight. They say to quote-unquote save his leg. His leg was in danger because of the severity of that injury. They're trying to save his leg literally with this vascular surgery. They're saying that, you know, the surgery has happened and that it went well, but he's not out of the woods left. We're not talking about the man's career. We're talking about the man's way of life okay football continues to be a very dangerous game so we're all out there thinking about you Zach Miller the crazy part is it happened on a play that was ruled a touchdown and then after instant replay was taken away from him doesn't look like he's going to be playing for the Bears anytime soon Devontae Freeman also left that game against the Jets with what they're calling a stinger in his shoulder they're saying he's going to be limited this week in practice remember practice reports will come out on Wednesday expect Devontae Freeman to be limited 
played or not practicing this week, but they think he'll be good to go for next Sunday. Well, so remember, the trading deadline is tomorrow. I told you guys about this. There are now reports out there that the Colts would move T.Y. Hilton. That could be a prize for some team that is a contender that needs a little bit of help at the wide receiver position as it is looking more and more like Andrew Luck will not play at all this season. They've already ruled out Andrew Luck for week nine, but your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, told you this at the beginning of the season. I don't think he was going to play all season long. Um, Also, in the same vein, with the trading deadline happening in Pittsburgh, you guys know about this. Head coach Mike Tomlin has said he is unsure of Martavis Bryant's role moving forward. Are they going to trash him? I mean, are they going to trade him? I don't think so. Are they going to stash him deep, deep, deep on their bench? That's what I think is going to happen, and especially after Juju Smith-Schuster popped off with the good Juju for the Pittsburgh Steelers and 193 yards and a touchdown in Sunday night football. Okay, also, you got some teams. Remember, six teams are coming off a bye last week, right? So you got some other guys that are now rejoining practice after the bye. Leonard Fournette is back practicing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He should be back after their bye. Sterling Shepard and his ankle injury, he should be back practicing, is practicing today for the New York football Giants. Devontae Parker, he should be back. Remember the Dolphins got a goose egg. They were blunt guts trash on Thursday night football. They're saying he should be back for week nine. Same with their quarterback, Jay Cutler. Also, interesting to note, Dede Westbrook, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is eligible to return from the pup list and it looks like he will come back Here's the only thing, though. What is he going to be, the second, the third wide receiver on Jacksonville? You know this team is looking to win games by runner Lennon Fournette and utilizing that defense. So I don't really think there's a home on your starting roster, at least, for a guy like D.D. Westbrook. And then over in Tennessee, Delaney Walker didn't practice, but DeMarco Murray did practice on a limited basis, and Corey Davis practiced on a limited basis. So those guys, Corey Davis especially, might be back for the Titans. He has and played since, I believe, week two. All right, let me talk about week eight and the trends and the biggest takeaways that I have. First things first, Deshaun Watson. This kid is legit. This kid is real. He was a little bit of a fugazi for me going into week eight, but he put it right in my eye, okay? I thought on the road in Seattle against that defense, I thought it was going to be a problem for Deshaun Watson. It certainly was not, okay? They put up 38 points, albeit in a loss. I will tell you this. He did throw three interceptions, including one pick six at least, right? But he looked good. He, To be honest, he looked like Russell Wilson, the quarterback on the other side. This is a guy, he remained calm the whole time, running, but only when he has to, not really taking hits. I'm talking about, listen, 19 for 30, 402 yards passing, four touchdowns. He also got 67 yards in the run game. I thought his wide receivers were going to get shut down. I thought Will Fuller wouldn't be able to be a boom or bust kind of guy that you put in your lineups. Five catches, 125 yards, not one, but 
but two touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, the D-hop, after the D-hopopotamus, after not practicing on Friday, eight catches, 224 yards, and a touchdown in PPR scoring, put up 39 points, I believe the highest point total of anybody so far in Week 8, although we do have a game left to go with guys that can pop off like Demarius Thomas or maybe Kareem Hunt. We shall see, but D-Hop, the highest scoring player against the Legion of Boom in yesterday's action. So yeah, let me tell you something. Deshaun Watson, true stud. Don't listen to me. Listen to Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman says that Deshaun Watson is going to be a top five quarterback in the league by next year. And he said, yeah, that includes guys like Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Check this out. Deshaun Watson now, 62% completion percentage. Deshaun Watson, 19 touchdowns. Deshaun Watson leads the NFL in QBR. This from a rookie who did not start in week one. You got to like that. Here's what I would do. Let me tell you something because I went ahead and I looked at the schedule for Deshaun Watson. Here are their next couple of games. Next week, they have the Indianapolis Colts at home. Fire up Deshaun Watson against that blunt guts trash pass defense. And the following week, at the Los Angeles Rams, they don't scare me. Then the following week, the Arizona Cardinals at home. I know there's Patrick Peterson, right? But he's going to be on one. Maybe he pops off against DeAndre Hopkins, but you still got Will Fuller. And you still got the rushing potential. Then, here's where I think it gets different. Baltimore on Monday night football in week 12 when you're vying for the fantasy playoffs. But then if you make the fantasy playoffs, he's good for you week 14 because they got the San Francisco 49ers. I really like that. But then 15 and 16 mm, at Jacksonville? I don't know about that. And Pittsburgh? I don't know about that. So, yes, I love Deshaun Watson. Yes, he put it in my eye in week eight. But the fantasy semifinals and championship at Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, that still causes me some pause. I'm not saying you flip Deshaun Watson or anything like that. But just keep an eye out on that. Here are some things that I got right for you guys. I told you guys. Don't ride out Stefan Diggs. I told you with Ken, you digs it. I told you I was a little concerned with him coming back from that groin in the first game back against the Cleveland Browns. He only had four catches for only 27 yards. I also got this Minnesota Vikings team right. I told you they were going to win going away, that I was okay with the big point spread. But I also told you I did not believe in Latavius Murray. I told you he had that big game in week uh, seven, but not to buy him. He had 19 carries for 39 yards, only two yards per carry did not get into the end zone. Hopefully you listened to me there. I also got it right about the Chicago and the New Orleans game in terms of that running back room. I told you in Chicago, Jordan Howard was the workhorse. He still got 26 touches. Tariq Cohen, the shine is off the rose, okay? Only five touches in that game. And I told you that my guy is so fresh and so clean. Mark Ingram and Alvin Simon and Theodore Kamara were both viable. They both got into the end zone. I told you about the Philadelphia Eagles, that they were 
going to get past the trap game of the San Francisco 49ers. They go, they win to go to 7-1. and one. But I told you this was the week to hop off of Nelson Aguilar. Hopefully you did. He only had three catches for 26 yards. And I also told you about uh, Joe Mixon Mixoff, that this could be the week for Joe Mixon against the Indianapolis Colts. He had 91 yards in the passing game, so that worked also. I'm going to tell you about a couple of things that didn't go my way in Week 9. And then, as always, we're going to open up the phone lines at 844-843-6879. Holla at your boy. We'll try to help you out get a win in Week 8 for Monday Night Football, and we'll look ahead to who you need for next week. All right, Fantasy Freestyle, come on back. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. We're back right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, you know me as Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down, getting you ready to look back at week eight and get ready for Monday Night Football, Chiefs and Broncos, and also look ahead a little bit early to week nine of the NFL and the fantasy football season. I told you about I'm a finally a believer of Deshaun Watson. I think it's sustainable. I mean, like, if you had to have a harder matchup in all of the NFL, wouldn't you say at Seattle against the Legion of Boom is one of the toughest? And this guy did work over 400 yards, four touchdowns, 67 yards on the ground as well, putting up 38 points in Seattle. That was very impressive to me. I told you about Stefan Diggs as well. Listen, if you were, uh, by the way, if you were watching on Sunday morning when we host Lineup Lock Live, it's me, Maria Marino, it's Corey Parson, and it's Emery Hunt. Corey Parson convinced me that I should, in fact, insert Stephon Diggs. All week, I was telling people that if you can be conservative, go ahead and go someone else, but if you needed the home run play, that you should go with Diggs. I could have been conservative. I had the Baltimore defense score like 35, 36 some odd points for me on Thursday. He convinced me to take out Mohamed Sanu. It's a new day! And insert Stefan Diggs. In my PPR setting, Stefan Diggs got me like six points. Mohamed Sanu got me like 19. That's why you got to go with your gut. I know the unicorns out there agree. You got to go with your gut, man. You got to really always listen. You feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. Holler at me at 844-843-6879. But if you feel something deep in the pit of your soul, go with it. You're going to kick yourself in the other, you know, the next day. Good Lucky enough, I had the Baltimore defense. I had DeAndre Hopkins, so I was okay. I told you that I uh, thought Kamara and Ingram were both viable. They both get in the end zone. I told you that the Tariq Cohen time is over. He only got five touches. I told you it was the time to start to fade Nelson Aguilar, that the touchdown streak would not continue. He only got you three catches for 26 yards. I told you that it was the week that Mixon, Mixoff finally does it. He had 91 yards in the passing game. I also, however, told you that the Cincinnati Bengals shouldn't be 10-point favorites against anybody, and they sneaked out a one-point 
one-point win against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, besides Deshaun Watson, there are some places where I got it wrong, and I got to admit it before I open up the phone lines at 844-843-6879 because I don't want people telling me about it. Oh, trust me, I know. And the first place was in Oakland or in Buffalo where the Oakland Raiders played. I told you that I thought Jalen Richard was going to be a viable guy in place of Marshawn Lynch this week. And in fact, they went to DeAndre Washington instead. Washington with 88 scrimmage yards, or yards from scrimmage, eight catches and a touchdown. That was better than the five for 56 that Jalen Richard put up, I must admit. And Amari Cooper, who, as we know, put up 44 points against uh, my better judgment a couple of weeks ago, you know, he didn't have another dumpster fire game. I thought he was going to fully regress. Five catches for 48 yards. In PPR, that's okay. In standard, not so much. I got a guy over here at Studio 54 taking pictures of us. What's going on out there? I get a little nervous when people are taking pictures of me, you know? All right, but fair enough. I also, I got it wrong when it comes to Hunter Henry. I thought Hunter Henry was going to eat across the middle of that uh, New England Patriots defense without Dante Hightower. He only had two catches for 11 yards. I had him in my DFS lineup. That didn't go as well. I also told you guys that I wasn't a buyer just yet on Juju Smith-Schuster, and boy, did he have the Juju working last night. If you were watching the World Series instead of that Sunday night football game, Juju Smith-Schuster, seven catches, 193 yards, and a touchdown. He is now what they hoped Martavis Bryant would be. He is a legitimate number two wideout on the opposite side of Antonio Brown or in the slot. His 10 targets. Targets were tied with AB. Le'Veon Bell only had three targets last night. Juju had 10. Ben Roethlisberger is clearly more and more comfortable with the Juju, and it looks like Martavis Bryant is going to be sitting for a while. Also, remember, I've been talking about bad offensive line play ever since week one, ever since the preseason, to be quite honest. And it's like... um Especially at left tackle. It is the walking wounded. The Eagles are now without Jason Peters. Watch that. I think they are in the running. They might be trying to trade for someone before tomorrow's deadline. The Lions, without Taylor Decker as their tackle, they were okay, but you saw they couldn't punch it in in the goal line a couple times against the Steelers last night. Think about it. They're missing a couple of offensive linemen. Check for that as time goes along. The San Francisco 49ers are absolute trash, okay? C.J. Beathard has not been doing it. But I think, listen, part of this is because they don't have Joe Staley at left tackle. People were thinking that they might have traded Joe Staley, but he's banged up. All right, so I think this 49ers offense is now a problem. Carlos Hyde wasn't really doing it. They went over to Matt Breida in the passing game, in the quick passing game, 49 are not going to win many games this year. The Browns without Joe Thomas, they're still a dumpster fire. They were a dumpster fire beforehand. They're a dumpster fire now. And also, check this out. The Washington football team has injuries to pretty much everyone on their offensive line. I think this bears watching and something that came to play in the Washington game yesterday. I don't care who this ex-receiver is. I don't care if it's Terrell Pryor who got shut out. I don't care if it's Josh Dotson who they're trying to spoon-feed you know, opportunity to. He had one catch for one yard. Granted, he got in the end zone as well. But if you notice what they did yesterday, Chris Thompson, ton of targets. 
Jamison Crowder, a ton of targets. Those two of them combined to get 17 of Kirk Cousins' 26 completions. You know what I think the threat is there? It's the dink and dunk offense. It's Chris Thompson now out of the backfield. It's Jamison Crowder in that quick slot. Imagine like the Julian Edelman, the Danny Amendola kind of role. That's what Jamison Crowder is doing. They don't have time to throw. They're not going to be able to utilize their outside receiver if it's Dotson or Pryor because they are now in the quick passing game. I think Crowder becomes now relevant. Remember, Jordan Reed got hurt, and they're going to have to go quick passing. I think Jamison Crowder is an interesting add if he's not owned because, remember, he had the hip injury, and he's been banged up. So uh, I think that is interesting. Keep an eye on Jamison Crowder. Tomorrow's show, I'm going to go through my – Big time ads, my free agent ads, my waiver wire ads for the following week, week nine. So keep an eye out on that. All right. We got one call that I want to get to. It is Shannon in Georgia. Shannon, you're on the line here dropping stats over beats with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Uh, Did you get a win or are you still up for debate here in week eight? How can we help you, Shannon? Okay, uh, I got a I got a loss, unfortunately. But here's a question: It's getting late in the season. I'm trying to make a hail mary to get in the playoffs, and I have this trade, this potential trade. And I want to let you know. I want to get your opinion on if it was good. Okay. I have. Uh, I'm going to be trading Amari Cooper, as well as. Uh, I'm going to be trading Amari Cooper, and um, Des Bryant in order to get uh, Robbie Anderson as well as uh, Mark Ingram. I want to know if that was a good trade. I really need a running back, and so I'm hoping that I can go ahead and do this. All right, fair enough, Shannon, and thanks for the call here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Um, Listen, here's what I would say. If you've had you've had Amari Cooper and Des Bryant on your team all year, you know that outside of the one week when Amari Cooper went absolutely crazy and scored like 44 points in PPR scoring, he's been defecating the mattress for you, Shannon. And the same with Des Bryant, right? When he's gone up against good cornerbacks, it's been a problem. That said... I'm okay with this, and here's why. You mentioned, Shannon, that you'd be getting Mark Ingram and that you need help at the running back position. Mark Ingram is a week-in, week-out RB1, and there's not many places at this point in the season where you're going to be able to just find an RB1 that's going to give you a weekly advantage. Shannon, if you're still there, the question remains for me, who are your other wide receivers? You know, So if you lose Cooper and you lose Dez, who would you then say? have and running out there as wide out it sounds like you'd be having Robbie Anderson but who are your other wide outs that you'd be rolling with because if that's okay then yeah get yourself Mark Ingram who are the other wide outs Shannon my other wide outs are Eric Decker and Emmanuel Sanders I'm down on Decker, okay? I don't think Decker is going to work for you, especially because Corey Davis is coming back for the Tennessee Titans this week, and he's really going to hurt Decker's production. All right, Shannon, I'm really sorry to tell you, but Decker is going to go into the dumpster just like Amari Cooper. Um, And you mentioned Manny Sanders. Manny Sanders, as you know, is banged up. He's not going to go tonight, but I'm okay with Manny Sanders. But the thing is, Manny Sanders, Eric Decker, and Robbie Anderson – that hurts, man. I don't think that's a winning I don't think that's a winning uh formula. Unfortunately, I love Mark Ingram, but maybe see if you can do something else where you don't give up do 
Cooper and Dez. Maybe you just give up one of them for Mark Ingram. See if you could do it as a one-for-one. I wouldn't give up both of those guys. I'd give away Cooper. See if you do Cooper for Mark Ingram straight up. All right, Shannon? I love getting Mark Ingram, but I think you need to keep some other wideouts because otherwise your wideout position is in problem. All right, we got another call here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Thanks for the call, Shannon. We got Mr. T out there in Pittsburgh. Sounds like you want Joe Mix-On, Mix-Off. Let me try and help you out here, Mr. T. How can we help you on the Fantasy Freestyle? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I have four pretty good wide receivers, and I need to know who to trade for to get Joe Mixon out of Adam Thielen, uh, Michael Crabtree, Kevin Benjamin, Demarius Thomas, and Mike Evans. All right, so you got Evans, you got Thielen, you got Crabtree. Who else? Crabtree, Demarius Thomas, Mike Evans. All right, so it's Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Michael Crabtree, and Demarius Thomas. Is that right, Mr. T? Uh, yep, right. Damaris Thomas, Calvin Benjamin, and all, and also Mike Evans. All right, fair enough. Here's what I'm going to do, Mr. T. I'm up against the break right now. we got to take a commercial break real quick on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, I'm going to answer your question uh, about which of these guys, how I would rank these guys, and which one I consider a spare part for you to try to dangle and trade to get Joe Mixon or anybody else. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to answer Mr. T's question. I'm going to profile Monday Night Football, and we're going to put the fun in functional sports radio when we come back. Hashtag dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back. I got an answer for you, Mr. T. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Hi, I'm Kyle Bearclaw, and you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. All right, I'm more than just a friend. I'm Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. I'm the guy that helps you win your league and win that cash right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Before we went to break, we had Mr. T in Pittsburgh. He had a bunch of wide receivers. He said he was pretty strong at wide out, and he's looking to shop one around, maybe for a guy like Joe Mixon, who uh, he thinks is going to you know, improve as time goes on throughout the season. He told me he had Mike Evans, he had Kelvin Benjamin, Demarius Thomas, uh, Adam Thielen, and Michael Crabtree. Here's what I say to you, Mr. T. I hope you're still listening. Mike Evans, do not trade away Mike Evans. He's your wideout one, okay? Adam Thielen and Michael Crabtree, these guys are your wideouts two and three. I think these are the two guys who get you stable, steady, week-to-week production, week in, week out, right? What you need in your wide receiver core is some stud, and you have that in Mike Evans, and then you need stable security. And I think you have that in Adam Thielen, and I think you have that in Michael Crabtree, okay? Here's the thing. That leaves you with Demarius Thomas and Kelvin Benjamin. What I would do personally is I would dangle Demarius Thomas. I am not a believer in this Denver offense. 
I'm not a believer in this Denver offense. Uh, Trevor Simeon had a couple of good games at the beginning of the season, but it has not been going on lately, okay? Simeon, Simeon last week, for example, threw for 207 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. I think Demarius Thomas is the guy that I would dangle and trade because people know the name, they know he's a big-time wideout, and I think you would be able to get back a guy like Joe Mixon. But I'm telling you right now, Mr. T, do not trade Evans, do not trade Thielen, and do not trade... Crabtree. Those would be my week-to-week guys. And then if you have any bi-week issues, like I know this week Adam Thielen's going to be on a buy. that's where I put in Kelvin Benjamin, okay, when you can. And if you have all four of those, you should be good. I would deal from the position of strength, and for me, that means shopping around Demarius Thomas. Hope that helps for you, Mr. T, out there in Pittsburgh. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about these Broncos and Monday Night Football. Here's what I expect, okay? First of all, if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, I've told you about a little trick. I'm going to tell you again what you can do in fantasy, okay? There are people right now, most of the players right now are on the waiver wire for you, okay? As soon as games start. Most of the people are on the waiver wire. The people on the teams that are on a buy are not. They are still listed as free agents. And right now, in a lot of settings, and a lot of formats, the players in Monday Night Football are still listed as free agents, okay? So you can use a last you know slot on your roster and every week make a speculative ad for a guy that you could you know have as a value have as a little chip have as a piece the way i would play it tonight i would look to the denver running back situation okay i think this has sort of at the beginning of the year cj anderson was looking like he was an rb2 but that is not really the case last week 10 carries for 44 yards but moreover you're getting a little bit more of jamal charles you're getting a little bit more of Devonte booker and those are the two guys that i would play the trick on this week Week. Jamal Charles is 26% owned. I think Jamal Charles is going to have a decent game tonight. I think they're going to try and get Jamal Charles in the end zone in a little revenge game against his former team in Kansas City. I think they're going to scheme to make it look like Jamal Charles is having a good game. Jamal Charles is 26% owned. You can make that move right now probably in three out of four leagues. You can make that move right now. And then when he pops off and gets in the end zone, you have an asset that you could then try to flip next Next week, remember, next week, just like this week, six teams are on a bye. So people will be looking for other pieces of a committee, okay? This is viable. And if you want to go even further... Devontae Booker is only owned in 2% of leagues. This is going to be, as time goes on, he's going to be part of this committee as well. And he's going to be a piece in the passing game. If you're in a PPR league, something like that, where you get a PPR setting... I like Devontae Booker. He's only owned in 2%. Whoever that, like, stash spec guy that you had, that last roster spot, that third tight end, that fifth, sixth wide receiver, if you are never going to play, actually play him, drop him right now and see if you can get Jamal Charles or Devontae Booker. Speaking of which, I'm telling you, I think this is a real full-on committee in the backfield for Denver, so that means I believe that this week my Fugazi for Monday Night Football is the lead back in Denver, and that's C.J. Anderson. I think his opportunity share is getting eaten into by Jamal Charles and ultimately Devontae Booker. That's why C.J. Anderson is my Monday Night Football Fugazi. Forget about him. He says it's a fugazi. What's a fugazi? It's a fugazi if you think I'm gonna admit wrong. No, no, what, what is a fugazi? Well, fugazi means uh, phony. 
That's right. I think C.J. Anderson is a fugazi, a phony today. My diamond in the rough tonight, however, is Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey gets going tonight. And here's the way. I think he is in a unique position to be able to play it. You know how the no-fly zone operates, right? You know that they have a great secondary in Denver, so it's maybe not the wide receivers. But also, Denver is actually second in the NFL against the run. They have a pretty stout run defense. Maybe they are able to limit Kareem Hunt. You know who's not Kareem Hunt? You know who's not a wide receiver? It's Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey is the guy that has a chance to eat in the middle of the field, and you know that he is a a target for Alex Smith. So I think uh, Travis Kelsey could be a diamond here in Monday Night Football. And I like uh, C.J. Anderson as my fugazi for Halloween. He's the trick, the trick or treat of it all. Um, I think it's going to come down to how they attack this defense, right? How does Kansas City at home in Arrowhead attack this defense? Denver is eighth best against the wide receivers, but second best against the running backs. I, I, you know, seven points is a lot, though. Right now, the Chiefs are seven-point favorites. This is a division matchup, familiarity in prime time. I can see this game being a lower scoring game. Over-under right now is 43-and-a-half. I would take the under on this game, and I would take the points. I think this is a, I think this game has like 21-14 written all over it. I think the Chiefs win this game, but I think it's close. I would take the points, and I would take the under in this game. All right, that's my uh, that's my preview of Monday Night Football. I already answered Mr. T's question. So here's what I got to talk to you guys about. I'm very excited about this. You guys know that we talk about DKMS all the time, right, and how you can help the fight against blood cancer. I talk about the DFS lineups that you can do put in and that you could then win tickets to that game up there in Minnesota in early February. I hear Justin Timberlake is the halftime show. Uh, by the way, me and Tony Sincata, we both agree. You're going to see Janet Jackson on stage as well. I think she's going to be like in a unitard or something, but I think that's going to happen. But regardless, we and the folks over at DKMS, we are now doing another promotion. And this, you've been hearing it on commercials for a little while on the Fantasy Sports Network. We're doing a trivia contest, okay? We're going to be doing a trivia contest where all you have to do is get four questions right. You're going to get four questions right, and then you are getting two tickets to watch Justin Timberlake at halftime, okay? We're going to start this contest. It's starting this week, and it's going to be on the Fantasy Freestyle as well. It's going to be all across the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, all across Fantasy on the YouTube channel, all right? You're going to have a chance. All you're going to need to do is get four questions correct. And you're going to get tickets for two to see Justin Timberlake at halftime. And here's where it's going this week, okay? My guys, uh, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, Greg Sussman, the crew over there at Fantasy Best Friends Forever, they're going to kick off the contest starting tomorrow. Okay, so check in, tune in to the uh, Best Friends Forever tomorrow. They're going to be holding a contest. If you get four questions right, you can go to the big game with Justin Timberlake at halftime. On Wednesday, my guys on On Target Fantasy, okay? Joe Pisapia. Jake Seeley, okay, they're going to be doing the tour, uh, the contest on Wednesday. Listen to On Target, uh, on Target Fantasy on Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. right before me on air here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You get four questions right, they're going to hook you up. All right, They're going to hook you up with two tickets for the big game with Justin Timberlake at halftime. All right. Here's what one last thing I said was we're going to put the fun in functional sports radio, okay? Check this out. You know the Steelers and the Bengals, they're in a big-time rivalry, whatever the case may be. But uh, they are more than just rivals, all right? They are going after it in uh, social media as well. Now, you know the Steelers, the last thing they want to hear about is more social media. But check this out. 
Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon says that personally he feels he can do way more at running back than Le'Veon Bell. And you know Le'Veon Bell, active on Twitter, active on social media. Yesterday, before their Sunday night football game, Le'Veon Bell responded directly to Joe Mixon. He says, and I quote, this is in a tweet, at 2.41 p.m. yesterday, like game day. They were Sunday night football. But... On Sunday, he says, for someone who feels they could do way more than I can, sure seems like you want to be me. Trying to mimic my running style, my first down celebration, and now you're wearing an arm sleeve on your left arm and went to the mismatch gloves too? LOL. Just change your number from 28 to 26 while you're at it. Check that out, yo. Le'Veon Bell on game day going back at Joe Mixon on social media. I think that is very, very interesting. You know what else was going on live during game day yesterday? I was getting nominees for hashtag Game of Inches. All right, you know what we're doing here. We put the little contest that I do out there on Tuesdays. I call it hashtag Game of Inches where I want you guys out there and, yo, the Fantasy Freestyle Cypher is so strong. Big out to the Cypher. Big up to the Cypher right there. Hashtag dropping stats over beats. Friends of the show. Dilly dilly. But I had one guy live during, you know, when football was going out, sent me a picture because his matchup was projected to be a pinpoint tie with fractional points. At one point, the Ryan exclamation point on Twitter at TragicRM sent me a screenshot of his live matchup. They were both, him and his opponent were both projected to get exactly 105.99 points. Hey, Ryan, I want to hear how it wound up. And are you truly a hashtag Game of Inches nominee? We're going to get all your hashtag Game of Inches, guys, for tomorrow. And as always, Chris Pavona, the manimal, is going to pick the winner. When we come back, we revisit the polls on the Fantasy Freestyle. We take the best of your YouTube questions. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle. Deshaun Watson. This kid is legit. This kid is real. He was a little bit of a fugazi for me, but he put it right in my eye. To be honest, he looked like Russell Wilson. This is a guy, he remained calm the whole time, running, but only when he has to, not really taking hits. True stud. Don't listen to me. Listen to Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman says that Deshaun Watson is going to be a top five quarterback in the league by next year. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, let the boys be boys. Little Onyx right there. I used to love this song growing up. Little Onyx, little sticky fingers, slam. They also had throw your guns. Big time uh, hardcore rappers right there. Onyx in the early 90s. All right, check it out. First of all, I got to tell everybody how much I love the Stats Over Beats cypher with the Fantasy Freestyle. Everybody's been hitting me up on Twitter using the hashtag Stats Over Beats. I respond to y'all first. Okay, if you give me the hashtag Stats Over Beats, thank you to everybody who's a friend of the show. Dilly dilly. But I'm so excited because, yo, 
the Fantasy Freestyle Cypher, we have the best fans, okay? So when this DKMS contest comes, and it's my turn here on Fantasy Freestyle to do the trivia contest, y'all better come with it, okay? I want one of my people winning these two tickets to the big game up there with Justin Timberlake at halftime, because then maybe you'll take me with you as your guest, and then we can really do it up big Minnesota in February. We're going to get it done. Remember, we got poll questions up right now. Um, I asked, who was your diamond in the rough? 38% of the people like Jack Doyle. He had a big game getting in the end zone for the Indianapolis Colts. He was less than 50% owned. 21% say Paul Richardson. He got in the end zone twice. Robbie Anderson did big things for the Jets. Also, here's a couple of other names, people that really helped him. Yo, Jamison Crowder. I told you, I think he's going to be a thing because the offensive line is down in Washington. Quick passing. Alex Collins, I told you on Thursday. Riverdance, the Irish dancer, I love that. A lot of people loving Juju Smith-Schuster, the Baltimore defense, and also the kicker. Matt Prater in Detroit. There's a couple of weeks now. He's been putting up like 15 points in uh, regular scoring. I like that. Then I asked you also, which uh, Fugazi undermined you? A lot of people had Jameis Winston. He turned the ball over for three times. Also, we got, you you know, Bilal Powell, Keenan Allen, Wendell Smallwood did not do it. Um, a lot of people were Fugazi out there. All right, let's go to the YouTube stream. Uh, we got my man, the analyst, Chris Ventra. Hey, Chris, uh, is, up, everything, is everything normal with the YouTube stream? I got someone hitting me saying that they couldn't find us on, uh, on the show today. They weren't getting notifications or something like that. Everything working well? Well, that's, that's what I was just going to tell you. What the happened? stream is working fine. It's the chat. What uh, happened? I'm not getting a connection with the chat here. Oh, so I see. I maybe see. that's why. That must be it. Yeah, I got my guy uh, Rob Torres at one. Rob Rico was asking me. He was like, "Yo, no live stream. So what's going on?" But do we still have questions from the people? I want to answer a couple of questions from the YouTube guys. Well, that's what I'm saying. The stream's going. It's just that I'm not getting questions. So we we came up with a couple of questions for you anyway, though. All right, fair enough. I like your resourcefulness right there. That's why they call you the analyst. What you got for me? <laughs> Me and Chris Bavona did actually. Um, so one from Chris Bavona here. We got you got to start. You got to start one rest of the season. A backup and a drop. Okay. Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, and Jared Goff. Who's Wait, is this like marry, sleep with, kill? Kinda. Like yeah, you're All starting right. one. You drop your backup one, and one's a drop. Start. Backup and what trade? And drop. A drop. Okay. And it was Mariota, Cam Newton, and and Goff. Jared Goff. And Goff. I am drop. Ooh, this is interesting. Tough, yeah. Look at you guys coming up with questions <laughs> over there. I am looking to trade. Oh wait, no, it's start, back up, and drop. Okay, I am starting. <sighs> I'm starting Cam Newton. I guess he's back. He's back as the um, goal line back. The running is happening. I'm starting Cam Newton. I'm dropping Jared Goff because I think they, they go through Todd Gurley in that run game. I, I like Goff, but he's kind of just a fill-in, and if I don't need him, if I have these other guys. And I'm stashing on my bench Marcus Mariota, but I'm going with uh, Cam Newton right now because he is uh, running the ball for Carolina. He's, he's basically their running back again. It's not Jonathan Stewart. Right. I, like, I like him. All right, we got, what's, the, uh, what's the last question? I like this. What's up, Ventra? Okay, so this is my, who would you rather have rest of the season, Alvin Kamara or Lamar Miller? Alvin Kamara. PPR. I love Alvin yeah. Kamara. I told you, they're so fresh and so clean. These Saints backs are like the Atlanta Falcons backs last year. I think they're both startable. I love I love Alvin Kamara. I'm down on uh, Lamar Miller. I think they're going through uh, Deshaun Watson these days. Thanks for that. I hope you guys get a win today, tomorrow. Check me out. We're going to do uh, Hot Waiver Wire and a whole bunch more. Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds. Peace.